Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. Of course, actress, author, playwright, lyricist. She does everything. It's Janine Turner. Janine, how are you? Good to see you. I'm wonderful. Howdy. Good to see you. You know, you're saying howdy because you're back in the Lone Star State, right? I'm home. Home on the range. Well, listen, you've been acting for a long time, although you're only 26, but you've been acting for a long time, and you've got to go on location. You've got to go to far-flung, faraway places. Is your heart always in Texas? Always in Texas, yes. As a matter of fact, I had to live in New York City or L.A. All Back then, especially, there was no Skype, none of this, you right, know, uh, right. FaceTime, or interview, putting yourself on tape via Zoom. And uh, so you had to live in New York and L.A. And the minute Northern Exposure was was picked up for 50 episodes at once, that never happened. It was like usually 12 at a time or 22, yeah. but 50. It was weird. It's like this bell went off in my head, and I didn't realize how much I'd been missing Texas. And when Northern Exposure was picked up for 50 episodes, I was like, I want a ranch. I want a pickup truck. I want a horse. <laughs> I want to go to Texas. I want a two-step. Because I left New York City when I was 17. And right. so suddenly I would just yearned to be back because I think I was bottling it because you couldn't I knew I couldn't be there until I quote unquote made it what now northern exposure it appeared to be Washington State was it actually Washington State where did you shoot that well it's supposed to be Alaska oh okay we did film it you could have done it in Alaska we could you well, I guess we could have, but it's a little further away, so they picked Seattle. We went to the Cascade Mountains. Uh, I knew Washington had, had an angle there. Okay, so it was, it was supposed to be Alaska. Did you ever actually go to Alaska? Not during Northern Exposure, but I did after Northern Exposure. Isn't that interesting? So how do you how do you even get a show like that? Because, again, you're right. I think it's 13 episodes is, 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 what's, is what's one season. We'll try it out for 13. Who pulled the trigger and said, this is so great, it's got to be 50? CBS and Universal and the ratings and the people. I mean, no, no one expected it to be such a huge hit. It was a summer series, so it was under the radar. And because it was summer, they could experiment and do so many bizarre things. They could talk about Freud and Young and have this great, you know, eccentric characters. And a moose could walk through the opening credits <laughs> because it was a summer series. But it was so popular. It was number one at certain points. And so they just picked it up for 50. I just think it's amazing. Uh, JanineTurner.com is the website. Go there. she got a brand new book out. It's called The Pivot Principle, Finding Joy in Despair. And I want to get into that full-throated in a moment. Um, the last time I had John, though, we talked about Cliffhanger. And the reason why, I think that I just recently rewatched it. And uh, here we are so many years later, and Sylvester Stallone is back doing, you know, series television. He's out there doing documentaries. He's doing social media with his kids. And, and, and I mean, mm -hmm. I see you doing all that and then some if you'd like to. Uh, a, do you stay in contact with a guy like that? Do you still, are you still friendly with him? And, and, and B, you know, I mean, are, are, um, are, you, are you jumping into all those realms now too, all this newfangled stuff, the social media and all that stuff too? Well, I do social media because you sort of have to if yeah. you're in the biz. I yeah. mean, just you have to. It feels so vain and strange, and I don't really like it. But, you know, it's part of the beast. Um, and as far as, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the one that pushed for Northern Exposure to be streamed. I've been working with the executives at Universal for four years. Right. And I called them four years. I said, guys, you got to stream it. And they're like, oh, I don't know. They cost too much. And then, no, 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 And so I've been massaging that. And so now it's finally on Amazon Prime. And, and it's just about a few weeks ago it started. And you know, Northern Exposure. So you can see it. I said, guys, no one has a DVD player anymore. Or no, DVD no. You just, you just stream everything. But you're so right. That was, I think we were ready for it at the beginning of COVID because people were all locked in and they had to watch streaming services. And now we're seeing a lot of these shows being recycled and coming back. And a brand new generation is going to see that show. What has the reaction been so yeah. far? It's got to be great, right? 
It's great. Well, I just posted yesterday because I just found out yesterday. And I think they're going to have it in other venues soon that okay. will be free. But right now it's on Amazon Prime. I'm just glad it's streaming somewhere. People have gone nuts. My social media has just exploded. So it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, it, it's it's I, I have my finger in a lot of different pies. But but theater and acting is always kind of the core of who I am. Have you turned down movies over the years? I'm guessing you probably did because you were definitely in demand. And then you sort of went to, to the play stuff and you started writing books. And the constitutional stuff that you've been uh, educating people on has all been amazing. Um, do, do you find yourself, you know, being very, very picky at this point? Well, I think a couple things happened. One is after five years on a series, and, and I was in New York at 15, I was going to start modeling at three. So uh, in my mid-30s, I was sort of like, you know, I'm ready for something a little bit new. But also my daughter was born, so yeah. I was really devoted to raising her. And I wanted to raise her in Texas and, and uh, sort of in home, home turf, so to speak. So I did turn a lot, a lot down, actually. You started modeling at three, Janine? Yes, in Dallas, Texas. What the I did. Heck? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, 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 I, and performing at carnivals. And oh, I'll bet. I mean, yeah. God bless you. You've been doing it for a long time, and we love your daughter as well. We've had her on the program. Let's get into the book. It's called I'm, The Pivot. I'm on, a, I'm on a set now. I just had to say I'm on a set now. It's hilarious. I'm like the old timer. Let me tell you about what it was like in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> people are we're about the same age i would i would imagine yeah, although you look much younger um we oftentimes now i've got five daughters i've got a wife i've got a big family and, and i oftentimes say well years ago i never thought i'd be the guy who said years ago and i'm using that like in the beginning of every sentence now i know i like back in the day right and they're like oh man and they're and they're like okay boomer i'm like i'm not a boomer leave me alone um uh, it's uh, actress author janine turner go to janineturner.com tell me about the pivot principle finding joy and despair is this autobiographical is this a novel what is this talk to me well Beautiful. you know it's um I okay. It's it's hard to say it very quickly, but I I went through kind of a difficult time. I went through a difficult time emotionally. I think the way a lot of us have since COVID yes. and, and whatnot. And it it kind of started with this gap year, what I call my gap years, when my daughter went off to college, and um and then COVID happened, and I was alone on the. It was just like woo, you know, left alone in in the echo of my own subconscious is not always a great place to be. And um, so I realized I was, I I walked through some trauma and realized what panic attacks and anxiety attacks are like and and those types of things. And uh, I I worked through it. I got through it and I learned so much about what's happening in the brain when you're having a panic attack, how to get out of panic attacks or anxiety attacks. Uh, how to deal with trauma, whether it's complex trauma or one one thing like PTSD. And and in the throes of it all, one of the things I did as a coping skill, and I always have since I was little, is I wrote poetry. And so my poetry, which got a great review, by the way, from Kirkus Reviews. Great. I'm not going about Kirkus Reviews. Um, but so it's, the book is, is different because I have pivot principles about how to get out of despair, finding joy in despair. Because I think a lot of us are lonely. A lot we're living in this kind of puffed up society. And so really my book is humble, talks about humility. And I really think curiosity is the cousin of humility. So I walk through kind of what I went through and, and, and the pivot principles and what the tools I've learned to get out of it. That's written in regular prose, nonfiction, self-help type style. Good. And then kind of surrounding it is this poetry that I wrote, both sort of really depressive poetry, which I think poetry is wonderful because you can empathize with it and kind of let it be your own story yeah. when you read it. Um, and then I have joyous poetry, but it's, it's about all the different, it, it's, 
each section of poetry is circumferences the pivot principles. And, and, and quite, quite literally, it would be like you're walking down a road, which might not be the right road, and then you pivot and do something else. I mean, do you have lessons in the book that say, here's a good, a good place to pivot, and here's how that pivot could look? Yes. Well, when you're in the throes of despair and yeah. you're in the throes of panic, it's, it's, I talk about actually li literally what happens in the brain, what lights up, how to get out of it, but how to pivot out of despair, how to pivot out of the pain. And, and also, there's, there's also a way to find joy in despair. A lot of times it's not black and white. Um, so, yeah, it's about whether it's a higher power or nature, meditation through history, writing, whatever it may be. It's, it's it copious because I think a lot of people are suffering today with these type of issues. So I wanted to be of service. And one of my chapters is love and Good. service. So I thought, well, you know, I could share this. It's OK to share this. Were you apprehensive at all saying, I'm Janine Turner, the person you know and that you've loved for many, many decades, and I also have these regular problems that we all run into? Any apprehension about sort of letting people in or not? No, well, maybe a few, a little yeah. bit, but on the whole, I, I talk about how I've, I've overcome it and how I've worked through it. And I think everyone has trauma. Everyone has despair. I mean, look at Abraham Lincoln. You know, everyone's got moments of, of things that they may be going through. Right. So it's kind of nice to know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And if I can share my story and, and be of service and make people have some sort of some new knowledge about it all and feel happier and better and to find the joy and not to be afraid of it. Really, if you can understand it, then you're not as afraid of it. So, no, I, I really more focus on being of love and service. Is the book out? Can people get it today? Yeah, it's on Amazon or JanineTurner.com or Amazon. Okay, JanineTurner.com, The Pivot Principle, Finding Joy in Despair. Uh, and there's the book right That's there. It. I'm going to show it full screen again. Go ahead and show that again, Janine. I want people to see it okay. as they're watching. Boom. Go and get that. It's a great Boom. picture. Great picture on the front as well. I happen to have a copy here. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? It's very convenient <laughs> for the interview. Um, all right, so let's talk about if somebody goes from a three-year-old model to a star actress on a series and movies, everything else. Now you're a lyricist, a playwright. I'm guessing you're singing and dancing, and, and eventually this might get to Broadway. How, do, how does all that happen? It happens through COVID. <laughs> really? Really? I Zoomed, I Zoomed with the, uh, I wrote the lyrics, but I Zoomed with my, my composer, and okay. she and I composed and worked on this entire, well, she composed, but I worked with her with the lyrics. We, we, uh, we did it via Zoom. I wrote this book in 2010, holding her head high. Wow! Um, it's about 12 exceptional women uh, who who just accomplished things, everything from Constantine's mother, mid middle middle medieval times, and on through. But Belva was the last woman in the book, and she was the first woman to officially run for president on the ballot in 1884 and 1888, and wow. won thousands of votes, and nobody knows about her. No, the I never, I never heard of that. Her name is Belva. Yeah, Belva Lockwood. Wow. And the, fir the first woman to be admitted to the bar of the United States Supreme Court after they wouldn't let her be admitted for five years. So she took it to Congress wow. and had, had a bill passed. So it's a musical about her life. And it's, you know, it takes 10 years, I've learned, to get a musical to Broadway. And um, there are all kinds of different iterations and steps. So I'm, I've come back home and I'm going to launch at a theater near me in Texas. Okay. Which is really cool. And then you take it on tour and then it gets to Broadway. So any any show that's on Broadway has had a very long lineage legacy. You know, well, I think many there. I think many people think you do you do a really good show and then it shows up on Broadway. It literally takes ten years. Well, I'm not I don't know that every show takes ten years, but right. but that's the basic I mean if you there's a there's a musical on Broadway now called Shucked about it's a it's a comedy about 
farmers, you know, but it start and, and even uh, Hades town, it starts here, it starts there, it goes on tour, they rework it, they take it there and they open it there and then, da, 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 and then it gets to Broadway. So it, it's a, it's a, tr- so I, it's on my bucket list. And I figure even if I'm with a cane, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do it. <laughs> I started a musical comedy. And it's a goal of mine, but I'm glad I get to start it right here. And, and, and in this, you write the songs, you're, you're the playwright as well. You're the star, I'm guessing, yes? Yes. And, and, are, you, yes, and are, you, are you singing? Do we hear Janine Turner sing? Have we heard you sing before? You do. You, I, I'm singing. I have very, very rough copies of, of uh, some rough, rough, rough first time singing and ever videos on my website. Nice. You can hear some of it. Well, people have to go to JanineTurner.com, JanineTurner.com. Is community theater still a thing? I, I know that COVID meant that we couldn't get together and do anything, and in many communities, theaters just don't exist anymore. Is that is that starting to come back, uh, you know, full-throated or not? Oh, I, I think so. Oh, yeah, I, I think so. And people just, you know, look, the thing I want to accomplish with Belva is, is the bylines don't give up before the miracle. So it's an old-fashioned classic with, modernity you know yeah. hit things thrown in but it's really just everybody to know whether they're uh, a woman a man whatever they're going through in life divorce cancer you know hoping they'll have a great career in life whatever it may be right that Belva was such an inspiration that she never gave up before the miracle that that's i just want that to be uplifting i love well, that and people, people should absolutely go and see this if it's available in in town where they where they happen to be or when it shows up on broadway and i hope it's less than way less than 10 years janine turner.com yeah, yeah. you know janine you and i met you may not remember this in 2009 at the tea party here in san antonio um, you had yes. very blonde hair at the time. I was like, is that Janine Turner? She's got blonde hair. And we, we said hello. I think we might have taken a picture or something. But you've always uh-huh. been through and through a real constitutionalist. And if I recall, correct me if I get this wrong, your dad ingrained that in you when you were little. He did. He did. Well, I think it was in the air, you know, like Ronald okay. Reagan talks about. My dad was a West Point graduate, West Pointer. He's from Athens, Texas, but he's a graduate of West Point back in 1957 when they still had square meals. Right. He always tell me. Be square meals, um, but he was. It was the Air Force Army back then, so he um, chose Air Force, and he his mission was to fly the B fifty eight Hustler to Russia in in the with a nuclear bomb, and then he probably would never would have made it back because they couldn't refuel the airplane wow. aircraft. So my dad sat there with a mission that he knew if he got in that plane and flew over there, he would never make it back. And I think that that was he. You know, he he got a, he retired and started flying for Brandon International when I was pretty young, but it's just in the air. And I, I remember looking at my dad saying, dad, if our family fathers were to come back today, what would they be most disappointed about? Of course, this was late sixties, you know, yeah, or right. early seventies. He looked at me and he says, taxes. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Hey, he was right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I would, I think they'd be angry at taxation and the size of government. I don't think they ever expected oh. it to be as expansive as it is. So are you afraid for our constitution? Because it's under attack every day. I'm very afraid for our constitution. And that's why constituting America is my foundation. We have a great auction, by the way, it closes tomorrow night. Okay. You can go online, constitutingamerica.org. A lot of great VIP tours in Washington, D.C. Louis Gohmert gives a tour for us. Nice. Um, but, but also you can do, um, there's Christmas things and patriotic things, all kinds of things. But that closes tomorrow night. So go, go and check go that. Is, is, there, is there a link at your website to that or not? Yes. There is. Okay, com. Just go there and make sure you get her book. It's called The Pivot Principle, Finding Joy and Despair, and go see this. I want to come and see you sing and dance and stuff. Can I do well, that? Well, I'm probably going to open it right up here in North Texas. So All right. I'm sure to send you an invitation.
Oh, and that, yes, we. I've, I've given over 600 speeches to kids about the United States Constitution. Still do it, so it's really important. And by the way, they all need to learn it. This generation is a generation that knows little about our history, knows little about why this is the greatest land on the planet. So thank you for doing that yes. over the years, without a doubt. Thank you. Well, that's my one of my other projects is American exceptionalism. Really, I'm starting a documentary. I have this, we have a study on our website at constitutionamerica.org that we did last year about why America's exceptional. Yes. We, we, we lay it out because instead of just we, saying it. We can well, because people in this generation don't understand even what exceptionalism is. Janine, thanks for everything you do. I really appreciate you making the time today. Go to JanineTurner.com, get her book called The Pivot Principle, Finding Joy in Despair, and we're back after this in the Joe Pack Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Always appreciate chatting with Janine Turner. Awesome to hear that Northern Exposure is going to be on Amazon Prime now. So if you're not, if you haven't seen that show, it was a really, really big hit back in the day. And uh, it's coming back, apparently. She says she made it happen, and I believe her. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. By the way, the Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro thing, I guess, is blowing up even more because she was just interviewed by Tucker Carlson over on X talking about that topic. So yeah, I'll have to go and watch that tonight. Meantime, let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. What's happening, Polo? So you remember, gosh, what? I guess it was the last election when the big thing was that the people were saying that The Rock was going to run for president. Yeah, they've been saying that for a long time, yeah. Yeah, so today he was on Capitol Hill, and of course, you know, those rumors have been popping up again. But I guess this time he, he wasn't there because he's running for office. I guess he's there because uh, he was talking, I guess, to help with possible recruitment for the armed forces and then, I guess, other stuff with the XFL. So it wasn't because he's trying to run for president or anything like that. But. I don't even get it. I mean, the guy has no experience whatsoever doing that. He's a great guy, good businessman, good actor. But come on. Come on. I think that's why, because they, they like him. I, I, well, just liking isn't enough for experience, I don't think. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie, I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a good one. All right. This is the Joe Pegg Show.